If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, today's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And hello everybody, and very sadly I cannot say hello to my partner in crime, Ruel Gaviola, who is the other half of the R in the R&R Show. Folks, have you ever had one of those days? I am definitely, definitely having one of those days. Just a couple of hours ago, Ruel and I live-streamed the latest episode of the R&R, our first one after taking a few weeks off, and everything went perfectly. I mean, I don't think one had ever gone that well before. And like, I decided to tempt fate and point out, wow, that went really smoothly. We must be knowing what we're doing. I don't, because you will notice there is no Ruel anywhere on the screen, because here's what happened. After we hung up, said goodbye, Ruel went off to his ninth wedding anniversary dinner and date for Top Gun, and I sat down to start to export the video from Twitch so it would make it over to YouTube, and I was getting ready to edit out just this part so we have the game, the, the main show, but then we also have all the extended, because, man, we talked about a lot of stuff in the extended. It was a good time. The audience was having a lot of fun. We had a level 5 hype train. Amazing things happened. We even unlocked a bonus episode. And so, first thing I do, I go to Twitch. I go to click the export so it'll transfer it over to YouTube. Not realizing that I hit the delete key that's right next to it. And I deleted it. And instantly noticed I, and instantly tried to undo. There's no undo. There's no undo. It's gone. I'm like, okay, wow, that really sucks. But that's okay. It's not the first time I made this mistake. Fortunately, while we live stream, we also, I should say, I also record a backup, a local copy. No problem. I've got the local backup. I go to check it out. I um, uh, start to upload it, and then I realize something's wrong with it. This has never happened before, but every time Ruel spoke, his audio was 30 seconds delayed. So every time you see him speaking, he's just quiet. And then every time I'm talking, he's talking at the same time. It's all gobbledygook mishmash. Again, this has never happened in the 44 previous episodes of the R&R show we filmed. But the one time I accidentally delete the mainstream is the one time that this weird audio mishmash happens, making the backup completely useless. And... Ruel is gone. Again, ninth wedding anniversary. Congratulations, Ruel, Ruel and Michelle. Greatest couple of people you will ever meet. I hope you enjoy Top Gun. And uh, so I do not have time to get him back here to record it again. I'm getting on a plane in less than 10 hours to fly to Alaska. So it's not like we can film it again tomorrow. So what can I do? Today, it's just the sad and lonely R show. It's the Rotto Wrecked the Place R&R show. Well, the wreck starts with a W. And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you the same list that Ruel and I just went through, but I'm going to have to play both roles. I just talked to Ruel about all these games. I know what he was thinking. And so, uh, hopefully, um, this uh, only half an R show will provide uh, some sustenance. But like I said, one nice thing is we did unlock a bonus episode. So we'll be back in a few weeks. And I will double, triple, quadruple check because I never want this to happen again. But anyway, folks... 
Here's what we talked about a couple of hours ago. Top 10 games we'd like to buy right now. We spent a few hours each going through everything that's available on sponsor of the show, Fun Again Games website, one of the best online board game retailers out there. I found a bunch of games I really liked. Ruel found a bunch of games he really liked. We narrowed it down to each of us having five. That combined is a top 10, and that's what I'm going to walk you through right now. But before we get to that, as always, folks, with the r r Show, there is a contest giveaway. If you are listening, you will hear me. Normally, you're never really sure who's going to say it. But this time, you know it's going to be me saying the secret word. And if you catch me saying the secret word, write down the name of the game I was talking about when I said the secret word and send it to... <coughs> Sorry, I'm really... I'm. Very verklempt. I'm all chalked up. <clears throat> Send it to contest at rotto.com to win a $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games, which maybe you'll be able to apply towards one of these 10 games I'm about to talk about because there's a bunch of really cool stuff. And uh, you might be wondering, what is the secret word? I'm glad you asked. It's shark. Shark is the secret word. And at some point, I will mention it. Um, and uh, again, send that... Uh, send that game to contest at rotto.com and you can win the gift certificate. You have until we don't know exactly when because we don't know when our bonus show is going to be. I'm going to guess you probably have until, let's say, July 12th, maybe July 19th to enter. One way or the other, get that contest entry sent in. But enough of that. Let's uh, move on with the show as best I can, folks, shall we? Okay, then. We're going to start out uh, the top 10 games we'd buy right now with one that Ruel spotted and is very, very happy about. He absolutely loves this game, and so do I. I think it is fantastic. Number 10 on the list is Floriferous, which is a wonderful, wonderful card drafting game from designer Steve Finn and publisher uh, Pencil First Games. And... First of all, the game is stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. In this game, players are just going for a casual walk through a garden, trying to do set collection of a bunch of different flowers. And it has kind of a King Domino vibe, because um, when it's your turn, whichever flower you grab from a given column, that determines what player order is going to be in the next round. And the interesting thing about this game is, you walk from one side of the garden to the other, drafting cards as you go, leaving some behind, then you refill the garden and walk the other way. And along the way, the main thing about this set collection game is every card can be used as set collection in several different ways. Whether it's the type or it's the location, it's whether there's icons on it, there are different ways things score. And <clears throat> it's a surprisingly thinky game. Although, really, <coughs> sorry, I, uh, I'm just trying to film this so quick because I don't have much time. I really need to clear my throat. I'm going to clear my throat. Hold on, folks. Oh man, the tough time continues. I forgot. Um, streaming with this software, I cannot pause like I normally do. So I just had to edit that bit out. But anyway, the game really is a very chillaxed, laid-back experience. Just uh, grabbing some cards. They're all beautiful. Trying to make uh, proper sets. But there is real crunchy depth because there are so many different ways you could score. And um, often, you are desperate to get one particular card that the other players can see too. And will you beat them to it? Well, players are in control of the turn order. And uh, it makes for a very, very fun time with Ruel's number 10, Floriferous. 
Then we move on to number nine on our communal list, Dungeons, Dice, and Danger. And I put this on the list because it's from designer Richard Garfield. And if that name means nothing to you, maybe you've heard of a little game of his called Magic the Gathering. Richard Garfield is uh, definitely earned his place as one of the premier board game designers in the world. And anytime he puts out something new, I think it's worth looking at, especially because this is a roll and write. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's done a roll and write before. And I love roll and writes, and I love dungeon crawls. And this is a dungeon crawling roll and write from designer Richard Garfield. And it looks great. The game comes with several different dungeons that you can delve. And every round, there's going to be five dice rolled. Four of them, the four white dice, every player, bingo style, at the same time, combines those into two different numbers. Like the ones that are on the screen, I could turn that three and four into a seven, and then I could turn the six and the one into a seven. Or I could generate a ten and a four. And uh, basically, this dungeon is full of rooms that are numbered um, two through twelve. And whatever combo I make, I'm going to fill in two rooms. But as you might imagine, once you filled in one room, that opens up additional rooms because you always have to you know explore from a given room and go deeper and deeper so you're making interesting choices about which rooms you're going to go to what opportunities you're going to open yourself up for and uh what are you going to deal with because every dungeon has unique rules there's monsters there's treasures all kinds of fun stuff and um then there's an extra twist too because whoever is the lead player in a given round also rolls the black die and they can swap out the black die for one of the white die so they have a little bit more control it all looks very fun and i really got that impression from watching watching uh, Z Garcia of the Dice Tower. Uh, I watched him uh, this morning, and he really liked it. And, yeah, I was already predisposed to want to check it out. But Dungeon Crawl, gorgeous-looking, um, from Richard Garfield, rolling right. Yes, please. That's number nine, Dungeons, Dice, and Danger. Then we move on to number eight, uh, which I wish we all was here to talk about. So... You've Been Eaten, which is a very, very cool game. He was really intrigued by this, mostly because of designer Scott Alms and also artist Quan Chai Moria. That is a great combo, but there's more to it than that. This game is actually a um, a head-to-head with each player playing a radically different game. One player is an astronaut miner who's come to a mysterious cave looking for crystals that they can mine and score points. The other player is a gigantic space worm. And the mysterious cave is actually the belly of the worm, the belly of the beast. And so one player is literally trying to digest the other player by deploying acids and enzymes and stuff like that. And again, each player is playing a radically different game. Can the astronaut make it out before he gets completely dissolved with enough crystals? Is the space worm going to have a good meal? Well, it's up to players to decide, and it's a very, very fun, silly game. And another interesting thing about the game is that you can actually play a great solo version, where you will, as a solo astronaut, go up against an automated space worm belly, or you can be the belly of the beast going up against an automated uh, space miner. So you've got um, you know, little Tama players, that will work either way. So you've got two solo games for the price of one in this box if you're looking for solo play. And then there's an extra fun little bit too, which is that if players want to, 
they can actually have the automated miner go against the automated belly of the beast and have a zero player game, which I actually demonstrated when I did a run through for this when it was on Kickstarter last year. Um, and so there's a lot of neat stuff. It's got a great presentation, really quirky, quirky sense of humor to it. And one more thing that we talked about when Ruel was here before I blew everything up is the fact that, um, let's see, you've been eaten. Let me go ahead and do a search. Funding in Games, as I understand it, has the exclusive distribution for the Collector's Edition, which is the same game, but it comes with some extra gameplay content and triple layer boards, really deluxified game components, and I gotta say, personally, one of the coolest little dice trays I've ever seen, you know, made out of cardboard. This was the one that came with my prototype, and even though I sent my prototype on to the next reviewer, kept this for myself because I like it so much. You will often see this appear in run-throughs. I just pop it on screen. I do some rolling of dice. So you can get one of these deluxe ones that I haven't stolen. Wink, wink. Nobody needs to know about that. Um, and triple layer boards for a very, very fun and quirky and clever asymmetric duel or solo game. Number eight, So You've Been Eaten. Okay, then we go on to number seven. One that I was very near and dear to my heart, Carnegie. I so desperately, desperately want to play this game personally because it's from one of my favorite designers of all time, Javier George or Xavier George. Uh, you know, he's behind oh, uh, Twa uh, with his co designers from Pearl Games. <clears throat> um, Oh my gosh, so many games. Uh, Carson City. I mean, he's got a laundry list. One of my top 10 designers of all time. And this is his latest, big, heavy, crunchy Euro. And um, very sadly, we covered this for the Rotto Runs Through channel, but Shay did the run through instead of me. And I'm still stinging about that. I just didn't have time uh, in my schedule to be able to do it. So Shay stepped up. He had a great time. He loves it. He can't stop raving about it. And it's finally available for folks to be able to pick up. And I can't wait to give it a go because it is such a deep and crunchy, combo-tastic um, uh, Euro-style game. Every player has their own board, which is their uh, corporate headquarters. Over the course of the game, you invest in it by building rooms that activate different powers, but you've got to get your employees into rooms. You can move them from one room to another. But every round, when you're the lead player, or I'm the lead player, I'm going to pick one of four primary business actions we can do. Whether it's, um, you know, do... Uh, uh, you know, production of goods or retail stuff or expansion or whatever. And everybody gets to do that action when I said it, when it's my turn. But that means everybody's got different rooms to do these different actions. And maybe now's not a good time for you to do deliveries. And so I want to do it because all of your delivery rooms aren't manned by any employees because you move them into other areas. So there's a lot of really interesting interplay. And, you know, it goes both ways. I could try to, you know, do things that won't help you but help me. Or maybe I'm looking saying, oh, you're really low on resources. You're probably going to do deliveries on your turn or, um, you know, goods production or whatever. I better get some of my people into position to be prepared for your turn. I love the ideas here. And then there's like a whole nother half of the game where we're actually trying to make investments across the continental United States. And we have to send our workers from our corporate offices out into the field. So we have less things we can do in the corporate office. It all looks really, really great. Javier George, again, one of the best designers ever. Shay loved it. You can watch the original preview on the channel. It looks so smart and uh, it's fun. Finally now available at retail, which is why it's number seven on the list. Mm. Carnegie. Then we move on to number six, 
Canopy, which uh, Ruel actually is very familiar with this game. In fact, he's actually done run-throughs of it, both solo and two-player with his wife, Michelle. And you can check those out on his YouTube channel. Hit that I in the top right corner of the screen. Even though he's not here, you can get some Ruel action. Uh, he, uh, he actually archives all of his live streams, apparently a little bit better than I do, um, on his YouTube channel. And so you can watch him and Michelle play Canopy. And I'm definitely curious to give it a go myself because, geez, Louise, it's so gorgeous. So pretty, this game, with art from Vincent Dutre, one of my favorite, or one of, I think, everybody's favorite artists working in the board game industry. A very, very um, sharp and clever set collection game uh, set in a rainforest where we're trying to get all the different flora and fauna um, to score points. I'm so sad. Ruel actually talked about the gameplay here because he's demoed it. He's really comfortable with it. He loves this game. He did point out there's a little bit of cutthroatedness. There are a few cards that you can use to kind of mess over your opponent, but he's pretty confident if you want to, you could just take those out and it wouldn't hurt the balance of the game. And it looks so pretty. Uh, and again, if you want to know more, hit that eye, go check out Ruel's YouTube page and you can watch him and Michelle playing number six on the list, Canopy. Oh my goodness. Okay, but now let's move on to number five. Another stunningly gorgeous game, Bitoku. And here's the reason I put this on our communal list, folks. It's available on the Ding and Dent page of Fun Again, which means you can get it for an incredibly low price if you don't mind a couple of dents in your box. The game itself, those components are fine. If you don't mind a little rip or a dent or whatever, this is definitely worth checking out because this is widely looked upon as as one of the best games of last year. A big, crunchy, heavy game where players are competing to become the new guardian of the forest. The art and presentation of this game looks like it's a Miyazaki film turned into board game form, and it's also a really clever dice worker placement game where you put your dice out to do an action immediately that other players can piggyback on if they've invested in those worker placement spots, but then those dice can upgrade, or not upgrade, they can um, basically jump up to higher levels in the forest and get access to more and more powerful turns following this, I guess, kind of like dynamic tech tree almost. It's a really unique design, and it's got almost Vita Lasarda level heaviness uh, a crunch built into it. This looks just like a lovely, gorgeous game, but it is de dense, it is heavy, it is smart, it is long, it is sharp, and it's one of the best games of last year, and you can get it at Funnigan Game for such a low price. I could not put it on this list. Number, um, number five, Batoku. Then we go on to number four, another one Ruel uh, wanted to talk about. Batman The Dark Knight Returns. And there were, I mean, Ruel admitted, he hasn't looked too deep into the gameplay of this one. He um, really put this on the list, and I can't blame him for two reasons. One, the nostalgia is strong in this. For folks who don't know, Batman the Dark Knight is one of the premier, most important comic books in comic book history. It, it, back in the 80s when it came out, it revolutionized the industry. And it's still one of, many consider one of the greatest comic books of all time, one of the greatest Batman stories of all time. But um, more than that, Ruel was really intrigued because this is now a telling the story of the four-issue epic graphic novel of Batman the Dark Knight Returns um, in cardboard form as a board game, and it's designed by Daryl Andrews, who is one of the better designers working today. Surely, um, maybe you've heard of Sagrada, um, which Daryl co-designed with uh, a friend of his, Adrian. I mean, so Daryl is known for... I've certainly played a bunch of Daryl's games, and I've always been very impressed. 
I have to admit, when I first saw this, I thought, I don't know, is this just going to be just a quick, cheap, um, you know, trying to piggyback off the success and fame of this game? Maybe it was going to, but doesn't really matter. Um, you know, those concerns, I think, are gone when um, Ruel pointed out that Daryl was the designer on it. It looks fantastic using all the old Frank Miller art. And again, uh, Daryl is definitely a designer to watch for, which is why Ruel put this number four on our list, Batman. The Dark Knight Returns. And I admit, he got me excited about it too. And I hadn't originally been. I'm not the biggest Batman fan. Gasp. Don't tell anybody. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Anyway, though, let's move on to number three. And if ever I'm doing a top ten, it's going to be hard for me not to include some version of Aeon's End. And this month, we've got Aeon's End Legacy of Gravehold. One of the reasons I put this on is because it's another huge savings that can be gotten with a Ding and Den version. You could pay a little bit more for the first version, but why not save a few bucks and get the Ding and Dent? Especially because what's really important is the content inside the box. And oh my gosh, I've talked about Aeon's End so much, including today, earlier, before I blew everything up and realized I had to record this R show by by myself. The R and Lonely Show. Anyway, though, um, but in a nutshell, Aeon's End is so sharp because, as far as I'm concerned, it is the greatest fantasy cooperative deck building game of all time. Unlike pretty much every other deck builder, this game gives you more control over your deck than any other game you've ever seen because you don't shuffle the deck. You discard cards in a particular order because that's the order you want to play them in future rounds. but uh, and, uh, So you have more control over the deck, but you don't have control over the turn order. The game has this brilliant um, system for determining whether we go as the players trying to fight off a horde of super bad guy monsters in all shapes and sizes. Like, there's been so much content for Aeons in now. There's been octopus monsters and shark monsters and Cthulhu monsters. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, uh, foresty monsters, humanoid monsters, betrayer monsters. Uh, it's just, I, and this game Seems like it has more monsters, more nemeses than ever before. More heroes than ever before. Because this is kind of... When I covered this one, it was on Kickstarter last year. I likened it to Aeon's End... Endgame. If you're familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they had 10 plus years of movies, all intertwined, storylines, characters, and all that, and it all built to a head for Infinity War and Endgame, where all these stories were building towards this one moment. That's kind of what Legacy of Gravehold is. All of the characters from all the previous um, versions of the game come back with new powers and new designs, and um, are interacting in new and interesting ways in this ultimate final showdown between the forces of good and evil. Except it's not as simple as that. Uh, There are definitely shades of gray in a storyline that I personally found very compelling. Because you can play this as a legacy game through a multi-chapter story, you know, ripping cards, not ripping cards up, but writing on cards, putting stickers on stuff. And I love legacy stuff. I thought it worked really well here. Not everybody does. Sometimes people just want to play the game. And if you want, you can ignore the legacy. Just open the box and then open every envelope and you'll just have access to everything. And it's more Aeon in than we have ever had before. It's a huge smorgasbord of gameplay, and because of the ding and dent, you can get it a bit cheaper than normal. And if you've ever been interested in Aeon's End, this is a good place to start, because you will get 
So much gameplay out of this. So much content. Uh, more than we've ever seen before. And that's number three. Aeon's End, Legacy of Gravehold. But now, let's move on to number two, Star Wars Outer Rim. In much the same way that it's hard for me not to do a top ten talking about Aeon's End, it is always hard for well not to do a top ten talking about Star Wars, because the man loves that galaxy far, far away so much. And he recently, you can go check out, again, his uh, YouTube page, he did a run-through of Outer Rim, fell in love with it. Uh, the original game is a huge and epic pickup and deliver adventure game where um, we are basically you know bounty hunters uh, smugglers ne'er-do-wells working the outer rim trying to pick stuff up and deliver it elsewhere while staying one step ahead of the empire and apparently from all from all reports it does it brilliantly it truly captures the spirit and the feel of Star Wars like few games have and so of course Ruel is going to shout from the rooftops about unfinished business which when he was talking about it he's saying he's already heard reports from people who've gotten it it does a great job of bringing in new ships, new characters, and again, keeping the spirit of Star Wars alive and giving you so many more adventures. So I couldn't blame him for his enthusiasm. Hey, I like Star Wars too, but man, Jarrell loves Star Wars, which is why Star Wars Outer Rim made our number two. But you know what? Even more than he loves Star Wars, I, I mean, go say we both love Ryan Lockett, which is why now or never the latest magnum opus, maybe the most magnum of opuses from writer, uh, from designer artist Ryan Lockett is now available at Re- detail. And I've already done a run-through of this when it was on Kickstarter, and I gotta say, in my experience, this is the biggest, richest, um, deepest game Ryan has ever designed. And that's saying something. This is actually the culmination of a series of games Ryan's been working on in a connected fantasy universe that he has it started with Above and Below, and then we saw it in Near and Far, and then there's been some other spin-off games that have also had adventures in, I think it's called the Azrium fantasy universe. I forget. I might have that wrong. But the important thing is this is, again, This is another culmination. After all the events of the previous games, we are now having to rebuild the world from a cataclysm. And it's interesting. I I mentioned some of the other big box games in this series. Above and Below was a kind of Euro-y worker placement game with a little bit of story. Near and Far, the next game in this series, was a big, expansive travel the world, have narrative adventures, and do some Euro-y gameplay, but really more focused on the adventure. Now or Never combines those things. It is equally focused on the narrative um, world space adventures and saving people and fighting monsters and all that, but also a huge focus on a really rich and deep Euro-style game that um, likens, that I kind of harkens back, I should say, to a classic from Rudiger Dorn. If you've ever played Goa, one of the OG greats of modern Euro board game design, this kind of has that same idea. Because in front of each player, yeah, you've got your board that represents your character with special abilities that you can level up and go have adventures. But next to you is another board that represents how you're investing in rebuilding the capital city after the cataclysm. And so you've got an empty grid where you're going to do tile laying to rebuild the city. um, Based on the adventures and the rewards you get going on an adventure how all these things tie together but the interesting thing is everybody has a grid uh what is it a four by five grid of all the buildings you can build but they've all been randomized and when i want to build a building the first building i have to build has to come from the outer edge of that grid and once i've taken that that lets me get to one of the inner buildings and once i've taken that inner building i can get deeper and deeper so it's almost kind of like when you're trying to build your own buildings you have to make these long-term plans i really want to build that one that's two columns up and one column over um but that means i've got to build at least one of these other three buildings first 
force to get to it. And so trying to find synergy between all of that. And then that's just the start because once you build, you have to take those tiles and build them on your own personal board and expand. Once you put one building down, the next one has to go adjacent to it. So you're systematically dismantling this one grid and reconfiguring it and rebuilding it in a different place while at the same time doing a big, a sprawling, expansive narrative adventure quest game. And the two things meld together brilliantly. Like I said, I think is is Ryan Lockett's best design to date. It's now or never, and it is the uh, number one game of the R show. Uh, apologies to Ruel, but uh, still, Ruel was here in spirit. And folks, we have made it to the end. Did you hear me say the secret word? Did you hear me say shark? If so, you know what to do. It says it right there at the bottom of the screen. Send the name of the game I was talking about to contest at rotto.com and you can win a $50 gift certificate. And who knows? Maybe you might want to pick up one or more of those games. The the $50 gift certificate will cover shipping around the world and all of that. And um, yeah, that's it. And my apologies to everybody. Oh man, it was such a great stream today. So many wonderful things. I am such an idiot. Everything fell apart. But hopefully this goes one step towards making good by um, spending a little bit more time today. Because I got to go get packed. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow morning to go to Alaska. And uh, But still, I had to get the R&R up because those were 10 really phenomenal games. So I want to say thank you to Ruel. Thank you to you, the audience audience for your infinite patience in my goofs. Did I ever mention I tend to make goofs in my videos? This one was a bit bigger than normal, and Paolo couldn't fix it with Klingon subtitles. But uh, we'll be back again in the month of July doing another R&R, and I promise I'll be more careful. So thanks to Ruel, thanks to you, and also thanks to sponsor of the show, Fun Again Games. Have a very nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye